I thought I was lost, but then I realized I was on an adventure finding myself. Welcome back to the Finding Myself podcast. I got to tell you, I've already been laughing before we got started here tonight. I have one of my friends, an all-time favorite guest, but don't tell my husband that, Dr. Kelly Waltman with me. Hi, Kelly. How are you doing? Hi, Meredith. I am fantastic. Thank you so much for having me back. And uh, yes, it's it's fun to already be up to our shenanigans before you've even <laughs> hit record. So I love it. <laughs> And Kelly, I have to tell you, I'm so glad that you are on this episode. Thank you for um, heeding my call, coming on so we can talk because I really need your help on this. Um, But also, you probably don't know this, but when this episode airs, it'll be a few days shy of this podcast two-year anniversary. Wow, congratulations. I That's know. exciting. It is exciting. It's hard to believe that it's been two years, but I'm so glad that you get to be the guest to share this with me. Well, I am honored. Thank you so, so much. I'm honored to be able to share that that milestone anniversary. Yes, because at this point, you are the guest that has been on the most. Wow. Yeah. All kinds of exciting stuff in this episode. I love it. Yeah, so it works out perfectly. Um, When I realized that, I'm like, this is really perfect to have Kelly on for this episode. Um, So I'm really excited to talk with you tonight that that last episode that I um, recorded, just really am in a place where I'm starting to do some work and I know you and I can do some really good work together. But before we get to that, please update us on what you're up to. Yeah, it's been a crazy handful of months, you know, for everybody, myself included, but some um, really exciting stuff happening. I have continued to do the the consulting business, leadership coach, and uh, consulting, and the really exciting development is on April 1st, I will have my first nonfiction book available for pre-sale on Amazon, so really excited about that. Wow. The title is Elevate Connection, and so I'm really excited to have that milestone um, and and have the book available for pre-sale on on April 1st. So you should check it out. That is amazing. I am so excited for you. Thank you. You're an author. Yes, it's exciting stuff. It's exciting stuff. I can't wait to see the book. I can't wait to get it in my hands. And I definitely want a signed copy. Absolutely. All right, perfect. That will be so exciting. I can't wait. We have to do like a book group around that. Or will that be a little weird? <laughs> I don't know. Would that be a little Did, weird? I know. I thought about that. I thought um, maybe it'll be a, a, a bonus book club selection. Uh, we'll, we'll maybe tackle it that way. We'll do a little bonus session and uh, I can do some some reading and some book signing and we can do it that way. Oh, a Book reading. Yes. Yeah. Then maybe that's yeah. more appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would be really neat. I think there would be a lot of us from the group that would come out for that and really support you. Thank you. Yeah. That'd be a lot of fun, I think. I'd yes. I'd enjoy it. Yeah. Yes. And we will do a champagne toast to you. I love it. Oh. I'm, yes. I love it. Oh. 
Okay, now I'm excited. Now I'm excited. I've got something to plan. Oh, that's great. I'm I'm just really excited for you because this is a wonderful journey that you've been on. And I know you've put a lot of effort into this and really made it happen. So that's great. Yeah, thank you so much. Appreciate yeah. that. All right. So you're ready to tackle this? Let's do it. All right. So I told the listeners out there that... We've been, or I've been working on finding this work-life balance due to the burnout that I was experiencing. I really need to work on some things in my life to find those healthy boundaries and really work on doing better with myself. And in talking about those work-life balance, it really made me think of Tanya Dalton's book, The Joy of Missing Out. And that was the book that we were going to use for our retreat that unfortunately got canceled. Yes. And it really brought up some of Tanya's theories and some of her thoughts on how uh, she looks at the work-life balance. And I kind of use that word loosely because of her thoughts. And productivity and just moving forward and getting things done. And I knew that you would be the perfect person to talk about this and dive into this book and some of Tanya's thoughts. Just because we we worked with this book. But in all honesty, when we were planning the retreat, this really wasn't the part of the book that I was focusing on. I don't know about you. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because when we picked this book and I really dove into it to think about reading it and for the retreat, I was yeah taking frantic notes, <laughs> not only for myself and things that, that I could implement, but also for the retreat. And there were a few things towards this, this last section, you know, towards the end of the book and thinking about... Um, Thinking about the concept of balance and, again, yes, using that word uh, loosely because, as we'll talk about, she doesn't really like that word a whole lot, at least not the way we tend to think and conceptualize of of balance in our life. Um, There are a handful of things in here that I did implement because it really was a, a game changer for me. Well, this book really was, and I've I've really changed the way I do a lot of what I do when I structure my day because of this book. I agree. And when I follow it, <laughs> I follow the structure and the routine and do those things. It's amazing how much better my days and weeks and months are. And when I don't, how much more overwhelmed I feel. And uh, it's really powerful stuff in here. She really, to me, is like the queen of productivity. Mm-hmm. Really looking at how to get things done than just be busy yes. and really make an argument of how those two things are different. Um, definitely looking at the to-do list versus a priority list or things that get done. It really made me look at how I'm putting things down differently or putting my list together differently. And that really has been a game changer for me in my personal life and my professional life. Um, So yes, I think there was a a lot of um, clarity found in how I'm attacking things, how I'm approaching tasks or projects. 
Um, so that this book really kind of honed in on that for me, which was really where my focus was for the retreat. So I, it's funny, you and I have talked before about books and how we read them one time through and based on where we are in our mindset at that time, we pick up certain quotes, certain ideas, certain skills, certain strategies. But then down the road, if we pick up that book again, we notice things that we didn't notice that first time through. And that's because we're in a different mindset or having different experiences at that time. Yeah, that's that's so true. And I know listeners can't see me emphatically nodding my head <laughs> in agreement, but I am because it is it's so true. I think when we're we're coming with that new lens, that new perspective, we see things differently. I also think that you know, messages come to us at the time that we need to receive them. So I think it's both that we are we have that perspective that is a different perspective than maybe we had based upon life circumstances several months before. And I think also at times when we need to receive certain messages, certain things, it's amazing how they appear in front of us at that right, that right time. And I think that that's really neat how that happens. I've seen that happen in my life time and time again. And I think this book and particularly this section of this book is a great example of at a time when you need to see this section, this, these words, they appear for you and in, in a powerful way. Right. All right. So we're going to go ahead and dive into this. So just to give you a frame of reference in Tanya Dalton's book, The Joy of Missing Out, she has it broken down into four sections with three chapters in each section. So the first section is Pursue Discovery, and all the chapters start with a discover uh, topic. The second section is Find Clarity, and it's really looking at how to clarify your focus, time, and energy. The third section is to Create Simplicity, looking at systems, routines, and structure. The fourth section, and this is the one that we're really going to hone in on, is achieve harmony. Harmonize white space, harmonize your yes, and harmonize life. And this is where we're going to kind of talk about, um, just to kind of cut to the chase here. So Tanya Dalton, and I'm just going to put a quote out here that's from page 148. She says, if all things are balanced, there can be no movement or growth. Everything would stand still. There is magic in the unbalanced because that, or that's when we begin to move forward. So in applying that to the work-life balance, she's saying we're never going to move forward or have those magical connections happen if we're always trying to stay in this balance. And I, I, I see that. I, I see the, the movement forward or the growth because at times we need to put some extra attention into an area. We, we need to put a little bit more water on a plant in a certain area. 
um, a little bit more sun, you know, the, the plant needs to get a little bit more sunlight to grow. Um, and that's, that's where something magical can happen or connections can happen. Yeah, I think one of the ways that it's helpful to think about this idea of balance is, you know, what I think she talks about is it's about a balanced week, not a balanced day. And I know for me, that is, that was very helpful to get that perspective. And sometimes it's even more, it's about a balanced month rather than a balanced week. You know, you might have um, some periods of time where, yeah, things aren't, they're not going to be truly quote unquote balanced, like you said, because if everything is, is neatly and perfectly balanced, as you said, there is no room to move forward. There's no momentum. You're just going to stay stagnant and, and that's not really what we want. We want to continue to grow and, and, and improve and, but do so in a way that isn't overwhelming us and burning us out. <laughs> so finding, and that's, I think, you know, I don't want to jump ahead on you, Meredith, but thinking about harmony in that white space, that's where that also comes into play. And part of keeping that in, t- so when we're talking about balance, it's, it's making sure that we're bringing that into it as well that idea of white space and self-care that those are part of that but yeah it it really is having that bigger picture of balance and not being so zeroed in on every single day needs to be perfectly balanced but allowing that ebb and flow of the the needs of our life and because that's how we're gonna progress and and move forward hopefully that makes sense yes and I I liked that thought of taking things not by individual days because too many Mm -hmm. times we think about today I need to do so many hours at work so many hours at home so many hours um, to myself well guess what we run out of hours in the day to do all of that and if gosh I spent an extra hour at work that cut into my home time now I feel guilty that I spent the extra hour at work and not home and I'm really in the mental space of like oh man I'm a horrible mom I'm a horrible wife and then I'm really not in a good frame of mind going home and it it just it kind of messes things up But if I'm more looking at a bigger picture of the week, well, guess what? I can make up that extra hour and make sure the next day I'm home at an earlier time or at least on time and that I'm making sure that I'm spending the time, the quality time with my family. Um, Or if I didn't make time for myself on Monday, I make sure that I make time for myself on Tuesday. I I don't have to feel guilty or feel bad or shame that something didn't happen on an exact day. I just need to make sure that I'm making time for it in a bigger picture. Yeah, on page 149, she says, we need to stop treating each day as its own scorecard to be checked for balance. Look at your week as a whole and see if maybe you're spending more time on your priorities than you realize. So I think that's a great way to, that she articulates exactly what you're saying is that, you know, don't, yeah, don't treat each day like a scorecard for balance, rather take a a look at your, at your week and see, how did I do this week? You know, how did I do this month? And, um, and giving ourselves some grace. I think if we have, 
yeah, a day or two where things don't go the way we planned, things happen, giving ourselves some grace, but then taking a look at that whole week or taking a look at those whole two weeks and saying, okay, am I every single day getting home an hour or two later and saying tomorrow will be better? You know, is it really just one or two days or has it been every day that week? You know, really then taking a look at that sense to see if we are balanced and or are we working ourselves into that that point of overwhelm because we're not setting appropriate boundaries for our time. We're not creating that space for white space where our minds can think and we're not, you know, taking care of ourselves. So it's, it is, it's funny as we're talking about balance, it is a balance, you know, of, of giving yourself some grace, um, but also keeping an eye on things and making sure you're not going too far in, in one direction for day after day after day. Right. And I, in the, the context that I've been dealing with, with this burnout, I'm trying to remind myself, burnout didn't happen overnight. It, it didn't happen over a week. Uh, this has been a long time coming. So I need to to look at the bigger picture of how things are going and, and make sure that I can't fix it in one day. I can't fix it in one week. Um, but I need to look look at a, a long a longer term goal or a long range kind of goal of how are we going to build back those good habits, build back the good boundaries because I'm I'm not going to fix it overnight. So I really need to kind of have more of that harmony. That today you didn't do so well, but I'm going to give myself grace that tomorrow you're going to do a bit better on this. You. Tomorrow starts a new day, you know, next week starts a, a new week and we're going to chip away at it and we're going to um, do the best that we can over the time that we have. Um, so I, I really like that. And the idea of the harmony, no one's like you, I love how it's the scorecard. It's almost so black and white. Uh -huh. You know, we think of balance, you know, the, um, the scales, and we want to have the exact same on the scales. But harmony just means that we work together or, or the two parts or three parts or seven parts of our lives work together and not against each other. Um, and that just seems more achievable. Yeah, I agree. And it, yeah, it, it really does bring up an entirely different feeling. I love the way you were describing that. And I think that's so true. When you think of harmony, I think of an ebb and flow. I think of a, I don't know, just, yeah, it's a very different energy to think about achieving harmony and seeking harmony. There is that room for, for grace and for ebb and flow. I don't, I, the, those words just keep coming to mm -hmm. mind, but it, I agree with you that it, it feels more achievable. It feels like something more that I want to achieve. <laughs> Not only is it more achievable, but I can, I actually want to do that. And I think, yeah, it's just this, the sense that things are, are connecting and working together um, versus yes, needing to have this regimented balance. I, I really like the way you described that and I would agree. Yeah. So as you brought up this white space, so um, Tanya's uh, concept of the white space is carving out the time 
for your needs and wants. Because looking at it as we need to take care of those. Because if we don't, that's really going to cause a disruption to all areas of our lives. Um, and I think that's that's essentially where like burnout is coming from. Um, you know, I was doing a poor job of taking care of my my needs and my wants, which I've you know discussed in in some of the other episodes. Um, but when we feel like we're, as, as she said, you know, when we feel like we're satisfied in our lives, that will positively impact all of the different parts of our lives to create some of that harmony. Um, we will feel like we're better at being a mom or a family person. We will feel better in our jobs. Um, we will feel better being a pet owner. Uh, we will just feel more in harmony with ourselves, not just the roles that we play. Um, and who wouldn't want that? Absolutely. Yeah, I I completely agree. And I think we've talked about this before. I mean, I know you and I have had these conversations. I can't remember if we've talked about it on the podcast, that there is a tendency for people, particularly women and particularly moms or parents, um, you know, to really feel guilty about self-care. You know, I don't want to say it's only moms and it's only parents. Um, but I think a lot of people feel guilty about that self-care and taking time for themselves. And particularly over the last year, it's been a very interesting dynamic. And, and again, I think people have, have felt either they can't find that time or they feel guilty about that, but it really is, so essential to find that time, whatever self-care might look like for people, but also carving out that time for, as she calls it, that white space, that time to play and to think and to, to recharge. I know for me, times of solitude are essential to my sanity. (laughs) I need times to just be alone and recharge. And over the last year, when everybody's home, particularly when everybody was home for work and school and I couldn't get that time. It was really difficult for me. And I know I'm blessed to have family. And I know there are people who are struggling with, they were only in solitude. And so my heart goes to them because either extreme is not good. Uh, So I I get that. Um, But I needed that time. And so I actually carved out time to go stay in a cabin for a weekend. And I didn't feel guilty about taking a couple of days away because I knew when I came back, I was, as you said, a better person for it. You know, I was a better partner, a better, better mom, a better professional all around having that time to just have that solitude, recharge, allow my brain to, there was no internet, there was no TV, you know, to just think. And, and I was so creative during that time and I felt amazing. And so giving ourselves that permission and actually making it a priority, not just giving yourself permission, making it a priority to f- find that time and put it on the calendar and block it out is just so essential. Um, I love, she says, we need to uh, sleep like a shark. And she talks about the the saying, like people say, oh, I'm like a shark. If I stop moving, I'm, you know, I'll die. I can't stop moving. And, and she talks about how sharks actually did find a way to technically sleep, you know, the way they, they lower themselves down into the current 
And I love the quote. She says, if the ocean's apex predator can learn to slow herself down to allow some time for rest, surely we can too. And I just, I love that. Um, (laughs) So I just, I, yeah, being, being purposeful, making it a priority. It's, it's a must for sure. There was a, a quote um, that I, I had to write down and it, it goes along with what you're saying and it's the stories that we tell ourselves on why we can't do this or why we have to do something this way. And it's stop borrowing from today to make tomorrow great. Instead, let's choose to make the most of today. Knowing that we spend our days focused on priorities, we are investing in our futures. And I, I've talked about it on the podcast where we use those excuses. If I just do this today, it'll make everything better tomorrow. Or if I don't do this today, everything's going to be so bad tomorrow. I can't stop doing this because then everything will go to hell. There's all of these stories that we tell ourselves and we, I'm saying we because I'm probably one of the most guilty people of saying it and I, I will ad- admit it and I'm working on backing off of those irrational thoughts and and um, finding holes in those irrational thoughts when I have them because it, it because I need to. Uh, but I need to be present in today and what needs to be done in today and focus on the priorities of today because that's what really is the priority. I'm stealing from today if I'm always thinking about tomorrow. And I, that really resonated with me because that is exactly what I'm doing. I'm making myself crazy today thinking that it will make tomorrow better. And guess what? It doesn't. There's always another problem or always another email or always another phone call. They're, they just line up. They're always going to be there. Um, so just accept that that's what happens. And walk out of the office at the time that you're supposed to walk out of the office. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's funny because I, I wrote that quote down too. There are the quotes, you know, I underline like crazy. And then there's times that I actually write the quote on the page of the book. And that I, I wrote that same quote and I thought that's, I should probably just write that on a sticky note and have it on my desk and in my, in my office area, because it's, it's such a good quote. And I, I did think about that because I remember you and I having a conversation a handful of months ago. I don't remember when it was now, but you know, within the last few months and having that conversation, because I knew you were super stressed about all of the things that needed to happen. And, and your heart was so heavy with the burdens of caring for, everyone and wanting to make the day and the situation and all of that better. And I, I felt for you and I, I, I knew that you felt this, this heavy burden. And I remember talking with you and you were saying that at the end of each day, you feel like, okay, well, if I just do a little bit more, if I just do a little bit more. And I remember us talking through that and, and saying that, um, but, 
it's not a finite list that you're working with. And it's not, you know, and if you had like for my, my book launch on April 1st, there's a finite list of things that need to happen for that book launch on April 1st. And I know, okay, if I get them done early, cool, they're done early. If I don't, you're not working with a finite list. You are working with a huge situation and multiple layers of a situation. And so putting in that extra hour today really does not get you any closer to being quote unquote done tomorrow. And so, yeah, I I love that you highlighted that quote. That was one of the things that I really wanted us to talk about as well. And I think it is a very slippery slope (laughs) to, and it's easy to fall into that. Because that does not bring my life into harmony right when I steal from tomorrow spend that extra time it it is really putting things out of harmony um you know in in the situation for today I was at work um two hours past my time to leave and that means I'm late to, to pick up my kids from daycare. And it, there's just that domino effect of things. Um, you know, yes, there were some things that were timely and I needed to take care of. But two hours? I, I can't make that argument. I can't. Um, so you really need to kind of think about where the priorities are. And, and you need to just close it in. And move on and move forward. Um, and that's that's really something that I, I'm working on. Um, and I need to remember the, the harmony and the priorities. Um, and not steal from my todays. And the boundaries. Yeah. You know, harmonies, priorities. <laughs> harmony, priorities, and, and boundaries. And, and feeling okay about having those boundaries. And because, again you aren't at some point you're not able to really be of, of help and of service when you're, if you're regularly putting in those extra hours above and beyond, and then you're not getting two hours back tomorrow, or you're not getting to take Friday off, you know, you're not, it'd be different if you truly knew that you could actually get that time back. But when you don't, and it's day after day, um, you're not truly being of, of service, um, to the best of your ability. Like you are being of service, but not to the best of your ability. Um, and so having those boundaries is a very healthy thing and understanding that if you set those boundaries and you come back, recharge, you're going to be even better tomorrow. Right. There is so much in this book, Kelly. I know you and I have gone through different parts of this book. When we were putting together the retreat, it was like kids in a candy store. What can we choose? Because there's so much to choose from. We could have we could have sit here all night going through this book. We had to really narrow it down to this one concept. Uh, but this book, I do highly recommend it to anyone. I do know it is geared towards women, but there are concepts in this book that really are universal. Uh, that could be taken and used uh, for anyone. There are some worksheets that do go along with this book. Uh, Tanya Dalton does have some different pieces out there through websites, through emails, 
through her social media, just a very much a lot of good information. She is the founder and CEO of the Inkwell Press productivity company. They do have their uh, planners, which are really good. I have seen them. Um, I have a few pieces of them. There's just a really a lot of good resources if you're looking at productivity and really studying how you could get better at it and not be overwhelmed by it. So I do encourage anyone to look into the book, look into Tanya Dalton and Inkwell Press and what they have to offer. Kelly, is there anything that you wanted to add about Tanya or give any recommendations? I I don't think so. I, I agree that there's some great resources out there. And um, yeah, she's got a great discussion guide to help people work through the book. Um, which I think is is great, and uh, yeah, again, this has really helped me. Don't you love it? I said I don't think I have anything to add, and here I am going on and on. Um, it's, <laughs> it's okay. But this real—I mean, this book really has helped me structure my days in a way that is way more productive. She has a she calls it a daily download in here. I've implemented that. So yes, again, I would agree. It doesn't have to be gender limiting, uh, that there really are some fantastic strategies in here just to help people, uh, really be more productive and focused and feel like they are achieving more of that, that harmony. Yeah. Uh, when you start looking at your productivity versus just being busy, you start to really notice those places that you were just being busy. And you felt, okay, I'm doing something because I'm busy. And you really start to get some clarity on what you're getting accomplished versus what you're just doing. And that was a big game changer for me. Yes. Yeah. I. It's funny. I find myself now, I'll catch myself. I'll do one thing. And because I have multiple tabs open, you know, I've, I've checked one thing. So then I go back to my email and then I find myself just scrolling and I, I'll catch myself. I'm like, what am I doing right now? Like, what am I actually doing? And so then I'll stop, I'll reevaluate, go back to my, my list and, and get, get focused again. Or I'll realize I really just need to take a break. I'm in that, that hamster wheel and I really just need to step away for 10 to 15 minutes and then come back and refocus. So yeah, it does help you be a little more self-aware. Well, it's it's funny, even though it didn't quite fit what we were talking about, I did write down the quote, to be truly productive, we need to give our brains a little space to play and explore. Yes. Um, and that's something that I, I agree with her on. In any of my trainings, any of the worksheets that I do, I always leave room for doodling uh, because I do agree that our brains do need that space to just play and be mindless. Um, and some of us work better that way. Um, so I, I do agree with that idea of playing and exploring. Well, thank you so much, Kelly, for being on here and helping me out. I appreciate the friendship that we have because yes you've you've talked me through uh, some of these hard months and given me a lot of things to think about so I appreciate the support that you've offered me thank you very much for agreeing to come on so we could talk about this um, and please let my listeners know where they can find you and again tell us about the book 
Yeah, well, first, I just have to say thank you so much for, for having me back on. I will come here and talk about books with you any day, Meredith. That's, <laughs> this, is, this is fun. And uh, yes, and I'm, I'm so thankful for, for our friendship as well has been equally supportive for me. So thank you. Um, yeah, so I, Dr. Kelly Waltman, Dr. Kelly Waltman at uh, All Things Social. They can find me that way. Um, and the book is titled Elevate Connection, and it'll be available on Amazon for presale on April 1st. Oh, great. I can't wait to get that book in my hands. I'll be looking forward to reading it. And I can't wait to organize that reading of yours. We can pop the champagne. I love it. I can't wait. All right. Well, thank you, Kelly. And I'm going to go ahead and sign off for all of our listeners. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to Finding Myself. If you like what you heard, please leave a review. If you have a question or a suggestion, feel free to email me at findingmyselfpodcast at gmail.com. I also invite you to be part of our Finding Myself community on Facebook. There you will have access to more resources, more suggestions, more information, and the opportunity to be part of discussions. Please meet us back here next time. 